0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 8th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The expansion of the money supply once again is aimed at jumpstarting the economy, but can what's holding back the economy be helped by an infusion of $600 billion? Cato Institute senior fellow William Poole says the economy is performing poorly because of new regulatory shocks brought about by the new health care law and financial reform law as is the former head of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. We spoke during Cato's monetary conference in November.
1: QE1, uh, what's now called QE1, involved a very large expansion of the Fed's balance sheet that uh, really began right after the uh, failure of Lehman and the bailout of AIG. And the Federal Reserve rapidly expanded its assets. It, it started, for example, with the infusion of cash uh, simply to keep AIG afloat, so between the let's say the first of September and the end of December, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet uh, more than doubled or a little bit more than doubled. At the time, Chairman Bernanke called it not quantitative easing, but credit easing, because the idea was to send credit to sectors of the economy that were being denied credit, that uh, needed credit and were were just had that need justified but uh, the market had cut, cut shut down because of the tremendous fear sweeping across the markets so at the time he called it uh, quantitative easing but everybody now uh, seems to treat it as uh, qe one quantitative easing uh, example one and now we're in quantitative easing example two or case two and the question is whether this was a wise thing for the Federal Reserve to do. The origin of it is that employment growth has been very slow. The um, the official trough for the recession, the bottom, uh, the end of the contraction, was June of last year. And yet uh, employment didn't start to grow uh, very much, I guess, until the beginning of this year. And the growth has been quite modest in the meantime. So the uh, Federal Reserve, given its responsibility under the law, believed that it needed to have uh, a little more push uh, added to its monetary policy actions. And this is really the only thing it had available to it the other things that the Federal Reserve talked about as being potential ways to ease policy uh, really were not significant. Now, it remains to be seen whether this one will be significant uh, as well. So the the Federal Reserve announced at its most recent meeting that it would be buying uh, 600 billion of treasury uh, securities, treasury bonds, uh, with an average maturity in the five to six year range. And that it would spread these purchases uh, over a period uh, ending in the second, uh, the end of the second quarter. Now, there's several problems that would amount to about 75 billion per month. Now, uh, there's several problems with this policy. But let's assume that the uh, economy is uh, just gradually picking up, perhaps uh, as a consequence of this policy. Uh, but that still means that the Federal Reserve is going to have uh, a that much bigger problem. Eventually, all the cash that the Fed has put into the market will have to be withdrawn to um, maintain monetary stability. So the Fed's increased the scale of its problem by uh, a very large amount. Uh, a, another issue that I think is important, and that that's my main objection, but there's another issue that I, I believe deserves attention. And that is that... My belief, and I know that there are quite a few other people uh, who share this, it's not original with me, believe that the economy is performing poorly, recovering very slowly uh, for reasons that have nothing whatsoever to do with monetary policy or fiscal policy conventionally defined. What is holding back the economy is that we have the largest regulatory shock since the Great Depression. There are literally hundreds of new regulations called for in the March uh, health legislation and the August financial legislation, Uh, neither of which, by the way, uh, I'm willing to attach the word reform to. So these regulations are yet to be written. Uh, Companies will be dealing with Literally tens of thousands of pages of regulations. The regulations will have some internal inconsistencies, and uh, until the uh, until companies have some uh, some uh, degree of uh, understanding. Uh, what these regulations are going to do to them they are simply holding back that's my hypothesis there are quite a few anecdotes in the market that illustrate this process uh, there's also uncertainty about the tax law that uh, will w- some of that may be dispelled in the next few weeks uh, and monetary policy can't resolve that uncertainty uh, can't resolve either of the uncertainties let me just illustrate the uh, regulatory uncertainty with one anecdote and there are quite a few other ones out there. Right after the legislation was passed in August, Ford Motor Company intended to come to market with an issue of securitized auto loans. However, this legislation, the August legislation, made the rating agencies legally uh, liable. For their ratings. And the rating agencies did not believe that they had enough information about this new issue to be able to assign a rating, so they refused to rate it. Uh, However, it turns out that the money market mutual funds, under other regulations, can only hold assets that are rated by the national rating agencies. Therefore, there was no market for this paper. Ford had to withdraw the issue. Ford was able to get a temporary waiver from the SEC, a six-month waiver. So they brought the issue to market, and it's out there now. But we can't go on indefinitely with various waivers, which would be directly contrary to the wording in the law.
0: A huge amount of investment that is done in the United States currently depends on ratings issued by for the most part, three companies.
1: That's correct. In fact, only those three companies, uh, standard and Poor, Moody's and Fitch, are nationally recognized companies. And so the uh, SEC, and I believe that happened back in the mid 70s, the SEC has essentially granted those firms a monopoly position in the rating business. So where you have regulations that require a rating by a nationally recognized company, only one of those three will do. And
0: um, several agencies still have uh, ratings and ratings triggers built into their regulations that uh, aren't going away, at least for the next year or so.
1: That's correct. But the point of this anecdote is it shows an internal inconsistency of the regulations and there will be uh, no doubt scores maybe hundreds more and that uh, creates a great deal of uncertainty for businesses in deciding what they can do uh, going forward. Probably the scale of uncertainty from the health insurance legislation is a lot larger and bears directly on decisions to hire uh, new employees.
0: William Poole is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and is a former head of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.